0: Ladies and gentlemen, the next speaker of the house for an interim period could in fact be Donald J Trump. What do you think of that? Welcome to the program everyone. Go go go, uh, go Trump on this one I think. Uh, this would be if nothing else an incredibly interesting moment in time that will surely drive the left entirely crazy like if they're not crazy enough right now just just imagine what this would do I don't know if it's really going to happen but nonetheless it is being talked about and he's making a trip to Washington D.C. next month. Welcome to the program everyone. I am Trish Regan. This is the Trish Regan Show portions of which are brought to you by LegacyPMInvestments.com 1-866-589-0560. That's their number. Give them a ring if you're interested in diversifying your portfolio right now to include things like precious metals given all this inflation that Joe Biden doesn't seem to think we have. I'm going to play you some sound all about that as well. But uh, let's start first here with Donald Trump. we are got to talk about Hillary Clinton too, because somehow she thinks that anybody voted who voted for Trump needs to be, quote, deprogrammed, right? They're going to, like, what are they going to send us off to some camp somewhere? They're going to deprogram us from thinking that maybe he might have made a valid point or two. You're talking about half the country on that one. This kind of gels with what Newsweek was reporting, which is that the FBI is actually looking to do surveillance on MAGA supporters. Again, half the country voted for the guy. I, I don't know how you guys are really going to pull that one off unless we're really going to get rid of the First Amendment altogether. Haven't you gotten in trouble already for that, Joe Biden? Okay, let's take a look. This is, this is the Steve Bannon idea, right, that was being floated. He came out with this a couple of days ago, and apparently Donald Trump was paying attention, and he's looking at it thinking, okay, if need be, maybe this is what I do. I want to play for you what Bannon was saying. Here we go.
1: Do you want to compromise in a coalition and to get the people paid and get on with the business and set up the committees? How about this? A hundred days to save America. And in that hundred days, Donald J. Trump will be voted tonight or tomorrow to be Speaker of the House. And the Republicans say we're going to do it for a hundred days. And in the hundred days, you get everything set up, all the investigations set up, and Trump begins... The negotiations now, not when they run out of money, they said, oh, the crisis is going to hit us in the summer or fall. Well, that's where they're out of cash and I can put the gun to your head. We're out of cash. The full faith and credit got to do it. No, let's start it now. We know what this is about. You're not going to hide anymore, and you're not going to lie anymore, and you're not going to spin anymore. And if you want somebody in the room that understands how to do these types of negotiations and his entire professional career is doing that is Donald J. Trump. 100 days. Let's get him in the room and let's do the debt ceiling. Let's do all the, let's do the spending. Let's talk about the madness and let's talk about the Federal Reserve. Who knows more about money or interest rates than Donald Trump? Remember Ralph Norman's come to this as a real estate developer because it's so interest rate sensitive. What he said yesterday, right now we're on the verge of spending a trillion dollars on interest a year. One trillion dollars a year bigger than defense budget. You want to talk about a national security problem? You want to talk running around we got national security, gotta get Kevin McCarthy right now because this is a national security problem. We got all those guys the military veterans. I honor their service. Honor their service. A national security issue. National security. Here's the national security issue: You're spending a trillion dollars a year, more than the defense budget, which is out of control, on interest. That's a national security problem, and I've got a solution. And tell me, anybody's got a better solution for right now, for this afternoon? Give it. Hey, how about this: a hundred days of Donald Trump? Let's get him in the room. You don't think their heads will blow up? You don't think that uh, the Senate? Oh, you can't do that. You got Trump. What are you talking about? You don't. You want to put it? In their ear, you want to get up in their grill? Give me Trump for 100 days. You give me Trump for 100 days and you'll start the process of sorting out this mess. And the fact that they hate it so much is the better reason we ought to do it. So I All got right. a
0: solution. So someone heard that. That would be Donald J. Trump. And he's like, you know what? If need be, I will do that. He's actually formally coming out in support of Jim Jordan. Interestingly, that was the guy I chose. By the way, and, you know, I haven't loved this whole process. I don't think it makes look good, blah, 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 blah. But I am very much an optimist in that now we have an opportunity to hopefully be doing the right thing. And I think we need some leadership when it comes to the economy, when it comes to all this debt, 33 trillion and counting. Outstanding total liabilities, somewhere around 200 trillion dollars. And those are probably conservative numbers. This is not a workable situation. You wonder why they're talking about the fall of the Roman Empire. we got a lot in common, shall we say, with uh, ancient Rome a lot, including all of this spending, living off the dole, so many military expenditures around the world. It's not sustainable, ladies and gentlemen. So you're going to make some tough choices and have some tough decisions ahead, none of which will be really popular. So whoever's there is going to be uber strong. Donald Trump is saying he might take it just for a short time, an interim period to kind of coalesce everybody and to get everybody on the same page. So can he actually succeed in doing it I don't know. I I think that he doesn't want the distraction from his real campaign, which is that of the presidency. And this might be a bit of a distraction, but I think he's saying, look, if if it needs to come to this, I'm willing to step in. I'm willing to do it. But he's also supporting Jim Jordan. I like Jim because, well, Jim's an economics major by background. He was a wrestler, too. But, uh, you know, just a little economics. We, We could use that. We could use that. We need people who understand the economy. Certainly not Joe Biden, who I'll play this for you in just a bit, is actually still trying to tell us inflation is lower. I'm sorry, buddy. It's not. Okay, I don't I don't know what kind of numbers you're cooking up. Anyway, this all happens right now. As we saw that Newsweek article come out saying in an exclusive report that the FBI is actually trying to surveil Trump supporters. I mean, what the heck is going on? Meanwhile, meanwhile, I got to play this sound for you guys because Hillary Clinton went on with Christiane Amanpour, who I don't know why, but she's got this fake accent. She moved here when she was like 10. She's got some hoity-toity fake accent. You'll hear it. And and it, Christiane, that is. I mean Hillary's had a few accents along the way too right I remember the southern one that was really popular anyway Hillary said that people need to be basically deprogrammed if they liked Trump again this is kind of alarming all right because the guy you know I I, I realize he's he's not a panacea I realize he's he's got faults like anyone else but I, I I'm kind of just a policy wonk and that was some of the best tax and economic policy I've seen our nation have in years. And as a result of strong economic policy, guess what? Median incomes grow grew by the most we have seen in some 50 years before, of course, the whole economy shut down in March of 2020. So there were a lot of good things that were done under that administration, policy-wise. I mean, not for the left, because, you know, they just want handouts for, for their friends. Anyway, here is Hillary Clinton speaking with Ms. Amanpour, on CNN, watch. That's the way it used to be. I mean, we had very strong partisans in both parties in the past, uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things—gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tale of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today Mm -hmm. and sadly so many of those extremists those mega extremists um take their marching orders from donald trump who has no credibility left by any measure he's only in it for himself he's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions and when do they break with him you know because at some point you know maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members but something needs to happen and
1: how do you do that because you said you have to defeat them by defeating their leader their leader is donald
0: trump okay so she's not laughing i mean christian kind of laughed kind of smiled because it's a little crazy just a little i mean you're gonna like send them off to to camps to deprogram them because you know maybe a few people thought gee we might need a border wall heck for goodness sakes Joe's building a border wall, even though he promised he wouldn't. We will not
1: build a wall. Walls don't work. A racist and xenophobic wall. We spent years investing in a faulty border wall that was never going to uh, be an effective mechanism. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration.
0: It oh, would waste tax. Until, of course, there is. And in fact, ladies and gentlemen, there is a wall that's going to be constructed right now. So, you know, is this kind of like an underhanded way of saying, you know, actually, the wall did, does work. It's a deterrent. Even if it's just a psychological deterrent, maybe we need that. But I can't actually admit that this is a good thing, right? No, no, he has to pretend it's not. Answer one
1: question on the border wall. The border wall. The money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the wall other than they have to use the money for what was appropriated. Oh, I can't stop that.
0: Shucks, gosh darn it! I gotta build the wall after all. Listen, I mean, I deprogram from what? From thinking that, you know what, people deserve to keep more of the money that they earn. From, from, from saying, hey, it's, it's not right that companies are incorporating overseas, so let's create more attractive tax policies to onshore that money here. Deprogram from saying, hey, like, we don't want wars, but if we're going to be in them, we better win them. I, I'm just curious what exactly they need to be deprogrammed of. This is really, really, really dangerous rhetoric that Hillary Clinton and the left is using right now. And gosh darn it, if they're successful, they're, they're going to be able to shut down one entire side. Reminder, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to this. It's really, really important that you do Please do me that favor because we need to have a way to communicate directly together. I'm here live every day on YouTube, also on Facebook. I'm also on Rumble. It is so critical that you subscribe so that you know when I'm here live. Make sure you hit the bell if you're on YouTube, and we can have these conversations because I do suspect it's going to get harder and harder and harder to actually speak truth in this kind of environment as we get closer to 24. You saw what happened before, okay? Let's. Let, we don't need to rehash the whole thing, but you you know. That the New York Post, oldest newspaper founded by Alexander Hamilton, their Twitter account got shut down because they were spreading false information, which actually turned out to be the truth. I mean, the actual false information was the dirty dossier bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton's opposition research team that they wanted you to believe is true. So you see how convoluted this is? I mean, gosh, it's just critical that we have this, this method to communicate. It's really important right now. So do me that favor. Do make sure that you subscribe. Everybody's getting worried. Everybody's getting worried that, in fact, Donald Trump could actually win because there's a new study out. Let me share with you some of this data that came uh, out just today, and this is about trust, okay? Who the voters trust to handle certain key issues. Is it Trump or is it Biden? Inflation. Guess who they trust? Donald Trump, 50% to 27%. The economy, they trust Trump, 52% to 28%. Immigration and border security, 52% to 28%, again in Trump's favor. Every single one of these things is in Trump's favor. Creating jobs, 49%, Trump, 30%, Biden. Foreign relations, 43%, Trump, 38%, Biden. Medicare and Social Security, well, that one's kind of split and actually not even split. Biden is two points ahead on that one. I actually think that Trump would work really hard to preserve Medicare and Social Security. So I, I dispute that a little bit um, and, and, and so on and so on. So, look, when it comes to those big economic issues that matter to voters, those big policy issues, it's very clear who they trust more than, say, this guy who, who wants us to somehow think that, that inflation is lower. I mean, come on, come on.
1: And inflation is coming down at the same time. It's down 60% since last summer. Core inflation was just 2.2% over the past three months. And now we have the lowest inflation of any major economy in the world.
0: (laughs) Okay, so first of all, yeah, you're the prettiest girl at the dance, Joe Biden. But you know what? You ought to be, because you're the United States of America. We ought to always have the lowest inflation in the world because you know what? We are still the world's hegemonic power. And guess what? Everybody wants to buy our treasury debt, even when things aren't looking that hot. So it's a given. Like, don't actually put that as like some kind of accomplishment. Like, it's a total given. Yes, the U.S. is the best place to invest. Duh, it has been ever since post-World War II. Don't count that as your accomplishment, okay? As for inflation, no, it hasn't come down. It's still up 3.5% according to the latest numbers. I mean, hey, it's not 9 point something percent like it was last year, but it's still up 3.5 percent from where it was the year before. So you understand how this goes? So maybe it's it's not as bad, but it's still, remember, we were up 9 percent. So we're, you know, every month going up, up, up. Sometimes it went up like that. And now it, it, it's still up. In other words, it's still higher. So him trying to pretend like it's coming down. I mean, yes, it's easing a little bit, but we're still way up from where we were better than 16% higher than when he came into office, which is why people are like, oh my gosh. And then he tries to cite something called core inflation, which strips out food and energy. I'm sorry, buddy, don't give me the core inflation argument because you know what? People need food and energy. It's your energy policy or lack thereof, mister, that's actually wound up costing us so much more in the way of higher gas prices and higher energy prices. I mean, you're doing favors, I guess, for your friends over there in various parts of the world that are still in the fossil fuel industry. I do believe your son worked for a bunch of them. So prices go up. Hey, Russia benefits from that. And yet our economy suffers. So forget the core inflation. I'm sorry, but food and energy matter. And when prices for food and energy go up, well, we've got an inflation problem, okay? So this, this like, it's like he's just blatantly lying to us. And I think people are totally sick of it. And by the way, you look at those new poll numbers of who do you trust for the economy? Who do you trust for inflation? It is clear Americans see through him. Clear as day. And so this is why we are now in jeopardy of getting shut down, of having them sort of suppress our voices because, well, we, we can't talk truth. I mean, I think the truth is obvious when you see the sticker price at the gas station, when you go and you realize how much more your grocery bill is. That's actually the truth. You don't need me here to explain it or tell you that. It, it's quite obvious. But, you know, they, they don't want me here, probably, trying to explain it. So, again, subscribe, subscribe. Listen, uh, Speaker of the House, Donald Trump, could he pull this off? I think it, I think he would... Certainly try to help unify the party. I think it's critical that people are unified. I mean, I think the voters are. You're looking at nearly 70 percent of people saying, "Okay, this is who I want for my candidate. So the Republican Party, at least as far as the people are concerned, they're quite united. It just gets a little more tricky when you go to Washington, D.C., because there's all these different factions and you have the left saying, "Okay, we're going to shut you out your persona non grata, we are going to crucify you if you uh, adapt any of these policies. And so it's kind of hard for these guys, and they're kind of nervous, and they want to have a career someday after politics. So consequently, that's where we are. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We're going to keep the conversation going. I'll be here over the weekend. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk some more.